Thyroid issues are, are very common. I mean, the American Thyroid Association estimates that about 20 million Americans have some form of thyroid disorder and that approximately one in eight Americans will experience some type of thyroid disruption during their lifetime. About one, uh, one woman out of every eight will develop thyroid disorder in her lifetime, and that's five to eight times more common than it is in men. Welcome once again to another edition of Valley Health Check with our friends from Horizon Health. You know, you can always log on to MyMixFM.com and get so many different topics and actually get some really good uh, information, get some questions answered, and it's good for the whole family. Our friends at Horizon Health. And don't forget, you can find them at MyHorizonHealth.org. Now, you can find another podcast with uh, this gentleman on it, Dr. Rico. But I want to introduce first uh, Mackenzie Smokestead in here with uh, Horizon Health, filling in for Aaron today. How are you doing, Mackenzie? I'm great, Kevin. Thanks so much for having us back. Well, we appreciate you guys at Horizon Health. You always bring in uh, some really good folks to talk about some important issues. And uh, we have Dr. Rico, endocrinologist with Horizon Health with us today. And doctor, thanks for being here. We appreciate it. Oh, it's it's my pleasure, Kevin. Thanks for inviting us. And we want to encourage you to listen to the podcast as we talk about diabetes and different things along that. But we're going to get a little specific and talk thyroid today. And But first, doc, if you don't mind, why don't you explain a little bit to the listeners, what is endocrinology? Yeah, endocrinology is a a branch of medicine and biology that deals with the uh, creation and management of these uh, hormones, which are these chemical messengers. They are produced by glands in different parts of the body. These hormones are transported in blood circulation to distant targets throughout the body. You know, why we talked about diabetes in one, uh, one segment, we'll talk about thyroid in this one. So how prevalent are thyroid conditions, I guess? Yeah, thyroid issues are are very common. I mean, the American Thyroid Association estimates that about 20 million Americans have some form of thyroid disorder and that approximately one in eight Americans will experience some type of thyroid disruption during their lifetime. So it's kind of like diabetes and glands and thyroid and glands. It's kind of similar in that way. Right? Or- yeah, yeah, very, very much so. Um, you know, the, the 20th century was really kind of the start of, you know, what we think of as a formal uh, specialty of endocrinology with discovery of some of these hormones, these okay. chemical messengers, uh, as well as understanding what they did. So that really started to take off at the, in the early years of the 20th century. So the disorder of the glands, is there a certain subset of the population that's most affected by these thyroid issues? Unfortunately, women are are much more affected by thyroid disorders as the vast majority of thyroid disruptions are autoimmune in nature. Uh, We know that the immune systems in women are much different than the immune systems in men. And and that has to be true. Otherwise, pregnancy wouldn't be possible. Very true. Uh, But for that reason, women seem to be uh, disproportionately affected by thyroid disruptions. You know, about about one uh, one woman out of every eight will develop thyroid disorder in her lifetime, and that's five to eight times more common than it is in men. Wow! Although wow. plenty of men have them as well. That's interesting. That's something I did not know. That right. it was more. Uh uh, it affects women a lot more than men now, uh, and I have to say this: it's obvious now. The men does not cause this problem in the women. Do they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, sometimes accused of, uh, yeah. of <laughs> but medically no. Right. <laughs> gotcha. okay. It's interesting that you say that though, because the amount of times that I've been, you know, whether it be my own friends or you know my mom or her 
friends, they're having trouble with their weight, their weight's fluctuating, they're having certain symptoms. Well, I, it has to be my thyroid. I have to go get my thyroid check, checked out. And just hearing that a little more commonplace. So I, that's true. I'm, I'm anxious to hear a little bit about, is that true? Is that super? Uh, are they just my wife's cousin just or? the other day? There was a conversation in the front room. It's like, I think I have a thyroid issue. Right. But she did. Oh, wow. She did have an issue, but uh, but I don't remember that conversation 10 years ago. Right. Uh, so, yeah. So it's pretty commonplace. Yes, yes. The thyroid is incredibly important, and thyroid hormone potentially can affect nearly every tissue in the body. You know, we think about the heart, the lungs, the muscles, the bones, as well as the central nervous system. So we think of thyroid hormone as truly this master metabolic regulator of the body, kind of an accelerator pedal for the mm -hmm. metabolism. Wow. Is there a sign, a telltale sign that you're having a thyroid, a thyroid issue, rather? Uh, well, many uh, signs or, or, you know, concerns for uh, disruptions in thyroid function are associated with energy levels. And, and that can be kind of difficult because, um, you know, it's almost like a running joke in, in our business. You know, you ask the typical adult if they're fatigued. Well, every adult I know is fatigued. Right. Uh, <laughs> people yeah. work too much. They don't eat True. right. They don't get enough sleep. But uh, yeah, there's. Uh, uh, I think it's reasonable enough uh, that patients that have symptoms that they're concerned about that you know they should be screened by by their physician to see if they may have a thyroid disorder. I think it's commonplace that no matter what we talk about or whatever the topic or discussion is, your primary that needs to be your first call, first step, uh, first step, and then that's where you go from there. But you got to make that call. You know, do make that call if you think you have some issues. You're not going to know, and you're not going to get to where you need to be unless you you get that ball rolling, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely the case. And, and again, thyroid uh, hormone levels are so incredibly important, um, you know, and we talked about how women are you know, disproportionately affected. And of course, they're the ones in whom it's most important in childbearing years. During pregnancy, the baby's thyroid is not really up and functioning until the second trimester. So uh, thyroid hormone levels uh, early in pregnancy when many women are not aware that they're even pregnant is incredibly important. Um, weeks three through eight of gestation are when the baby's organs are being formed and in large part dependent on adequate thyroid levels in mom. Now, is this something that runs in the family? Well, we know that, um, unfortunately, the vast majority of thyroid disruptions are uh, autoimmune-related. Re um, so those can be um, often seen in, in multiple generations of, of family members. Uh, and that's true for both underactive thyroid as well as overactive thyroid, predominantly affected by autoimmune conditions. So it, there does uh, seem to be a tendency to run in families that way. And when you find out there is a thyroid issue, I would assume, is this through di just a diagnosis through lab work, a, a visit? How does that come about to where you know for sure, all right, we have a thyroid issue? Okay. Well, everything starts with a physical exam. There are certain characteristics of the patient who, uh, for example, uh, we're talking about underactive or hypothyroidism which is much more common than overactive or hyperthyroidism. Patients will, uh, will, will demonstrate certain characteristics on their physical exam. You know, delayed reactions is uh, on uh, reflex testing is probably one of the main ones. But patients will typically report they feel cold and, and tired and they often have trouble with bowel function, you know, constipation, those kind of okay. things, muscle and joint aches. Um, unfortunately, uh, you know, people with overactive thyroid, they're a little bit the opposite. They feel kind of sped up. Just like someone that's had too much coffee, okay. they may feel a little jittery, and uh, but unfortunately, they often feel very, very fatigued, very tired as well. So the symptoms are uh, concerning. It by 
itself is is not enough to uh, to lock in the diagnosis without lab testing. Gotcha. Now, is it ongoing treatment after you know we find out what the issue is? What is the treatment at that point? Yeah. Well, we've had uh, thyroid hormone available to give patients who are hypothyroid. That's been available since uh, 1914 when it was discovered at Mayo Clinic. And of course, before that, everyone that had this was just kind of cold, tired, and constipated for life. <laughs> Isn't that amazing, uh, though? But I mean, you mentioned these dates, with the, uh, which is amazing to me because when you find out a way to treat some of these things, that is just amazing. But then you think about before that happened, all the, the people that had no idea what they were going through. Right. It's just... Right. And certainly those patients existed. They, yes. There, there, there was nothing that could be done for them. No, that's just, it's amazing to me. Right. Uh, so they I were think just very, angry. Yeah, just, well, there's a lot. <laughs> A lot of angry people. Yes. <laughs> but I think it's very significant, those dates that you mentioned that, you know, how far we've come since then. But they can manage after they are diagnosed with this. Yeah. yeah to more directly answer your question, I mean, we, we have thyroid hormone available for replacement. The, the harsh reality is that the vast majority of patients, if not nearly every patient will require lifelong replacement. Uh, um, the actual uh, autoimmune process that takes over the thyroid in, in the most common form of uh, hypothyroidism, which is called Hashimoto's thyroiditis, that's named after a Japanese physician who first described this in 1912. Um, it's an autoimmune condition where antibodies are developed by the immune system for reasons that we don't completely understand, but they're directed against proteins that are found inside the thyroid. And that process over time, essentially deactivates the ability of the thyroid to produce thyroid hormone. Doctor, you have a sense of really explaining these things to where I didn't understand before, and I can only hope the listeners are, are getting that much out of it as well. And knowing more, I mean, knowledge is key on everything, don't yeah, you think? Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, today in, in the year 2022, you know, patients are so much more proactive than what they've ever been in the past. And there's very few um, patients that fit these old stereotypes. You know, they put the physician on a pedestal and say, yes, doctor. And, <laughs> uh, but we encourage, you know, kind of a shared, you know, decision-making approach with the patients. The patients are concerned. They need to feel like they're free to come in and talk about that with their uh, physician and kind of, you know, set up a, a plan for evaluation and be comfortable with what's being done for them. Well, that is awesome. Well, we appreciate you, Dr. Rico, for, for coming in and explaining this. And as we talk thyroid, McKinsey, is there anything you'd like to add as we wrap up here today? I just had a question. So all of these conditions that we talk about that relate to diabetes, thyroid issues, hormonal disorders, do these all go hand in hand or do you see one more than the other or? Well, there can often be overlap. We, we know that, uh, as we've discussed here briefly, autoimmune conditions are much more common in women than in men. And we know that for patients that have one autoimmune issue, they're more likely to have others. So we'll often see a patient with uh, type 1 diabetes and then we routinely screen them for thyroid disruptions as well. Sure. So there can be an overlap with, uh, with that. And again, we get that question from patients from time to time. Uh, since we know this is an autoimmune condition, shouldn't we do something that can manipulate the immune response? And, sure. and I generally respond that, uh, yeah, that would be the right thing to do. And we're not smart enough in the 21st century yet to do that. Wow, that's that's very, very interesting. Well, well, thanks for, for coming in, doctor. We appreciate it. Mackenzie, always a pleasure to see you. We encourage you to tell folks about this. Take a listen. Valley Health Check. Just go to mymixfm.com. We can't thank Horizon Health enough for what they do to, to help the listeners learn more about these important topics. And Dr. Rico, a pleasure to meet you. Thanks for being a part of this. All right. Thank you for inviting us today. 